This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, what's happening? This is TC Carson, and you are listening to ACMG's Talk Time Live. And this is Kratos. Keep listening. This week, it's a showcase showdown as Nintendo and PlayStation go head-to-head, and we talk about the highlights of both. Then, in our final stage, I tell you why Mortal Kombat 1 on the Switch is a flawed victory in the first round. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show that gives you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select Start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome back to another edition of Select Start, the video game podcast for ACNG Presents Talk Time Live and TalkTimeLive.com. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, and I uh, hope everybody's having a great week, a healthy-minded week, if you will. Um, pretty nice outside these days in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, you know, starting to feel like fall, the weather's starting to break. We're getting rid of the summer weather, and you know, it's been time, it's been a long time coming. So. I like this weather. This is weather we can go out and walk and, you know, enjoy life for a bit. So if you're at work, go out for a walk. I used to do that when I used to work in the office. I used to go out and just, you know, I used to go to work like an hour and a half early before I start the day because you need to get your mind ready for whatever is about to happen in that environment. So, you know, I would rather if I wasn't studying, you know, uh, for my classes when I was in college at the time, I was, you know, taking a walk for a bit to get ready and get my mindset and you need that you need your place of peace every once in a while so you know find your place of peace today but one of those places of peace is the world of gaming and we're going to talk about all that especially because two of the gaming titans did a showcase on the same day this has normally ever happened unless it was e3 or something like that uh we haven't seen anything like this since e3 where actually they didn't, they didn't do that in e3 they would each day would be a different Titan. You would have Xbox on one day, Nintendo on another day, and then Sony probably would be the headliner of that day. So this is a rarity that we would get two big showcases on the same day. So now, was, which is kind of awesome and fun in a sense, because now you get to see who goes head to head. And what was crazy about this is that normally state of play stays away from nintendo direct so i'm figuring like if they're choosing to do a a a showcase on the same day as a nintendo direct they must have something big to announce or some really cool things to announce safe to say that they actually had but we'll go over that and see and give my thoughts on who i thought was the better of the two because you know this is you got to go head to head some you know one of these two are going to fall both of them are going to shine uh in this case i believe that there was one better than the other so we'll talk about that 
and what I thought about that from there. But before I do, I just got to say, you know, I knew there are people who don't care about this game anymore because they're just bitter <laughs> and they're just choosing to be negative about everything. But there are people who are actually enjoying this game. I am one of those people enjoying this game. I will admit that this game doesn't have all the the ingredients, the meat and potatoes needed to be filling, if you will. But it's not to say that AEW Fight Forever is not a solid, fun experience, especially on the Switch. But one of the things I've opted to do, and I guess I was determined to do, is win at least one Stadium Stampede game. And by God, but I feel like it's poetic in a sense because I did finally beat one and I was actually aiming to just give up playing the Stadium Stampede because I, I would get so close to winning and I would the, I would get like second place and somehow, some way they would outmaneuver me. But, you know, I, I would consistently play. I think I got up to level, level seven at best, which I'm sure I could play a little bit more to get better. But I just like, you know, I've played this game, which is a lot of fun. It's a, it's a lot of simple fun. If you guys like Fortnite, this is pretty much Fortnite, but with wrestling moves. Um, so there's a lot of it is less gunplay and more like grappling in there. And I, I actually like that. So I was determined to actually win but i every time i win i would get close it just stopped and i was like you know what maybe i just it's a fun game but maybe i should just let it go this wednesday this past wednesday i just like you know what let me just play this one more time i just i got a feeling about this so i played it and by god i won it <laughs> i actually won my first stadium stampede and let me tell you the excitement I had when I actually beat this thing. It was insane. It was like I won the title, which I am looking to my left up top on my wall mounted is the a is the replica AEW World Heavyweight Championship. I feel like I legitimately deserve that right now because of my win stood up against 30 people, 30 gamers, if you will, and survived it. Got uh, got to eliminate about five of them of the uh of the 30 of the 30 and by the end it was just like oh and it was against somebody who was using uh brian danielson at that so i feel honored if you will no pun intended uh wrestling fans wouldn't know that reference but <laughs> it was it was joyful and for me to have such an excitement after playing that game tells me that there is some fun to be had with that game like the game is not a bad game what people are just a you know so annoyed about it is that they want a filled experience meaning like what they have right now is not filling enough and yet I, I i would agree with every person who comments about the mini games the mini games there shouldn't be so much focus on those mini games it just really shouldn't they're fun they're goofy they're different but we they should have done those mini games later after doing after giving us like a cage match, a, you know, gauntlet match, which is in the actual story campaign. Um, they should have given us a little bit more in a sense of what we love about wrestling, what we loved about the Aki engine at that, like the Aki engine games had a ton of, this feels like this, this plays like no mercy, but it, the presentation is more like 
WCW Revenge, which and when you go back to that to those games, they weren't they were lacking. They were lacking in in modes. They were like we want to get to No Mercy level. No No Mercy. The reason why people like No Mercy was not only because of how it played, but also because they had so much to offer in there. They had cage matches. They had tournament modes. They had battle royal mode. They had like we got the barbar match, but it just barbar. I love the barbar match, but it doesn't compare to a cage match. It just the cage match is like the end all be all of all of that. So, um, honestly, I wouldn't. I, I would have put more game matches, match types in first before that, and and more belt, and more you know title belts to defend, and even I would love an arcade mode at best. If you did an arcade mode, there's some consistency to an arcade mode where you just you can. You know, that's what I liked about Retromania Wrestling is that like, even though they had a story mode, you also have an arcade mode where you fight to chase, you chase the title, but then you go back and defend the title. I, I wish AEW had that in a sense in there. So I, we don't, I know they're working diligently to add on some things we don't know because they're not telling. And I feel like this is annoying people and this is going to push people away. Communicate with your with your target audience your consumer base you know you have to you got to do stuff like that and i know you're trying hard I, and i'm talking to uh, thq nordic and aew games guys worked really hard on this and i know there were some bumps in the road and i know you lack staffing in the stuff like it i mean people not everybody has the same amount of staffing as square enix or P, um, playstation studios or you know santa monica you name it you know one of those high ea you know they don't have that build that's a billion dollar build thq nordic just came back <laughs> from the ashes you know so they are in plus they're working on other games too so it's going to take time what the problem is too is that you know we as consumers are just impatient you know we're impatient and the reason why i'm bringing this up too i'm bringing this up for the same reason i'm going to bring up in our final stage when i talk about mortal kombat 1 on the switch which i opted to play on the switch first i felt like it was more important to play on a switch because you played on you know chances of it being really good on the playstation 5 and the xbox and pc and all that is high it is very high because of their power the processing power how are you going to put all of that onto the switch the first game they were very successful with um mortal kombat 11 in my opinion they were very successful a few bumps in the road in the beginning but they were easily able to patch it up this time were they able to do that bring that same magic on we're going to talk about that in our final stage we're going to do that and you know we're going to talk about what was good what was bad and what needs to be done now but also why I have confidence in everything that NetherRealm Studios has done and will do in the future process of this. So we'll talk about all that. But yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, AEW uh, Fight Forever, it's simple, but it is a lot of fun. So, I, you know, if you're a true wrestling fan, I would definitely give it a try, especially for the fact that you do not have a definitive 3D wrestling game on the Switch. And if you're waiting for 2K games to do so, because I spoke to somebody on um, on X, you know, because they were asking 2K games uh, to do that. 
sorry to tell you this, this is really not going to happen. Because <laughs> this game, that 2K games trying to put all that magic and they could, they bear, they have trouble putting that magic onto the uh, on the new gen consoles. I mean, yeah, it's a lot better now than what it was when it first came out. There was a lot of bugs and issues that they had at the beginning. I just played 2K23 again and realized how much has changed in the after a few patches and all this stuff. Um, a lot of the issues that I saw when I first reviewed it has been fixed now which is great and that's why i'm saying give aew fight forever a chance and stop being so annoying and anxious and impatient and entitled because these you know unless you truly know how the process works behind the scenes then i wouldn't really give them like it's one thing it's one thing to to talk about you know i would say apple in this case because apple just announced the uh iphone 15 and it's like it literally is the same phone with just a few new bells and whistles and yes it is said to be able to play um call of duty and and, and uh resident evil 4 and all the stuff in 30 frames per second which is impressive it is very impressive but in a stage it's like we need something a little bit more fresh and new than this you know they, they are a multi-billion dollar company and you know when you start to see like samsung coming up with all these with these really cool gimmicks and everything and it's i will say this like the the features of an iphone is still freaking awesome like i wouldn't get rid of an iphone if i'm guaranteed that a samsung is going to be secure and apple iphones are extremely secure um they are hard to break into they are hard to hack um i've never had any issue towards that and all the health features in in, in apple are still far superior in my opinion um the processing power is still far superior in my opinion i just want to see something new just something cosmetically new with them in this case and plus the 14 and the 13 are still really good right now you don't have to rush to get anything new because they're still working i think by the 15s or whatever the hell they're going to call it by then maybe it's time to you know get a new phone at this point but you can last on their on the phones prior to and remember you got to remember when it comes to those phones like i brought the iphone 13 just a year after it came out i finally upgraded my phone my wife finally upgraded her phone and by god the 14 literally came out a year later and i'm like why are these things rushing so fast now they didn't they used to never come out the, this fast so if they're coming out so fast it's like there's really no need to upgrade these phones to that extent there i think they need to slow it down it, it it's it's not helping this short attention society for all these phones to be coming out and now everybody wants to rush 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 especially for those who can't really afford to rush they're push, they're trying to just get your money and some of these people who are trying to get these phones don't really can afford can't really afford these phones but great marketing will always get you to do it. i'm i'm just you know i'm wondering if in fact we will get uh we will see the lines that we used to see for Apple when when these I think 
is it is it today i think the pre-orders may be today this is the 15th of september i wonder i think the uh, it may be today i'm not sure but man i it, you know nah i'm not budget i'm not jumping yet i'm not ju i'm not nearly jumping yet. i'm not it's, it didn't show me enough to make me want to jump now the apple watch i thought was a little bit more impressive in that sense i thought the apple watch had some features uh, especially being able to talk to Siri without the use of um, your phone or whatever like that it has its own it has its own uh, processor and database now for that and stuff you know other little things like that I thought was pretty cool in there so I think that way and they have a now bigger face too they have a bigger size face now so I, I think the Apple Watch was a bigger sell to me than the actual iPhone 15 at this point I just need them to start doing something new at this point um we need a new design we need to it just feels like that they're they're hanging on to the fumes of steve jobs at this point and by 16 we need something totally different people so we'll see but we're not here to talk about phones right now we're here to talk about video games and we're going to talk about the showdown between nintendo and playstation nintendo direct and the playstation state of play was shown on the state on the same day I, thank goodness it wasn't on the same time but nintendo direct came on in the morning um 10 a.m eastern standard time or eastern digital time here and then um the sony state of play came on at five eastern standard time so they gave time for people to breathe but at the end of the day only one stood tall than the other and again i say this with great surprise Nintendo Direct usually shows a lot and a lot of big of, um, you know, what, what makes Nintendo Direct so great. And I've said this before day of release dates and announcements and also release date, consistent release dates with a lot of the games that have been um, announced and they continue to do that. And it's hard to compete with that a lot of times because they always do that state of play. Now, doesn't normally, st you know, stand up to Nintendo Directs. And this time they felt like they had something to stand up to. And by God, I think they were right on this one. They actually, in my opinion, beat Nintendo this time around. I think like Nintendo Direct was a 40 minute long Direct. And I, in my opinion, it should have been way shorter than that. And we'll talk about why. So let's get started on talking about what Nintendo Direct had to highlight here and we'll talk about why i thought it wasn't worth the 40 minutes watching as i thought it was so we'll, we'll, let's get into that right now all right so before we get started talking about these showcases i just want to thank both nintendo and sony for doing this because it made my life a lot easier because i didn't have to write so many notes this time around because i can look at ign for the rundowns and give my opinions off of what they read off of there so normally for those who don't know and this is what happens you write a lot of what you're going to talk about you write the bullet points of what you're going to talk about and it takes time and when you are somebody who does the writing and the graphics and the promo and the setup and the audio and the editing and producing it can take its toll and you got to meet it before deadline so thank you sony and nintendo for providing the news that i didn't have to search for because you guys gave a robust amount of it to me so let's get started here i'm going to start with nintendo direct and everything else but i'm going to focus on the highlights i'm going to name 
a lot of what was talked about. Uh, but I will focus, I will give some focus to some things. Uh, so let's start with Nintendo Direct here. The biggest thing that they basically, the, the, the main event highlight for this one was Paper Mario, uh, the Thousand Year Door HD was announced. And uh, I believe this is a remastered game to the original uh, game. So they announced that. And, you know, honestly, of all the Mario games that I enjoy, Paper Mario is not a game that I really got to get into. It looks art. It looked artsy and dope, but like I, I, I'm just, you know, it's just a one Mario game. I'm just not really into I, if they talk about remasters. Can we please get back Mario and Luigi all stars or superstars? I believe which was the RPG game that they came out with, uh, I think in conjunction with Square Enix, possibly, I believe that helped them with that. It was one of the best turn based games I've ever played. And because it was just it was when I talk about for those who are new listening to this, I'm not a big fan of all turn based games because the idea of just standing there and waiting for somebody to hit you and then you got to wait for them to hit back. It to me is a little bit tedious to me and it just it takes too long. If I'm going to stand there and wait for an attack, can I at least defend myself? Well, Mario Luigi Superstars, I believe, was one of the first turn-based RPG games that ever had a defense mechanic in their battle uh, system, in their combat system. And it made for a better flow of a gameplay. So it's just not you're just waiting to see what's going to happen or see how the, the you know, your opponent, your AI opponent is going to react to you. You can react and you could defend off of that. You can reflect or deflect from whatever attacks they're doing. And it just made the, the, the battle flow a lot better um another game i would highly recommend that does this uh well not does this but it's a very fast-paced turn-based game um i i do like persona 5 but people have probably slept on this game fairy tales based on the anime fairy tales they got a video game out it's a turn-based game one of the other most enjoyable turn-based games i've ever played it is absolutely enjoyable my only pet peeve about that is they don't have new game plus on there so you got to start everything from scratch because you do a lot of grinding in that game and all the stuff but it's a lot of fun but you know as far as paper mario and stuff like that like yeah there's a there's a following for that i was okay with that i am a bit interested in mario versus donkey kong remake as well they are also remaking that um that was on a game boy advance at one point pretty cool game pretty cool concept um and now they're remaking it. it's coming out february 16th as well uh, I believe Paper Mario, they haven't given a release date, but they said it's coming and it looks like it may be coming in possibly 2024. So, um, but Mario versus Donkey Kong, uh, the remake, it's really cool. It's like a kind of a puzzle game in a sense, but it's a fun storyline involving Donkey Kong and these robot Marios or what, whatnot. It's really weird. So I thought that was pretty cool for Mario fans. This I, I kind of really dug um, here, and that was F-099, which is announced. It's part of the 99 series of games, which are like online, you know, games that people can play like Tetris 99 and Pac-Man 99, um, which allows 99 people to all together play in a game is, is in a basically a last man standing type of format. So they brought back the original Super Famicom or Super NES or, or isn't this Nintendo 64? No, this might be Super NES version. 
um, of F-Zero and expanded it by giving it a whole Battle Royal style racing game feel. So in this, you'll be able to race against 98 other people. And on top of that, they have added new items for you to be able to get, you know, win the race a lot faster or whatnot. It looks awesome seeing 99 because you in the original f-zero you never saw this many um, cars in here and on top of that you could customize all of this on here and on top of that it's available now it is on if you own the nintendo switch online subscription not the plus or whatever like that the actual base subscription you can play this right now on there and i actually because i was on mortal kombat so much i didn't even bother to play and try it out but i will try it out um the 99 games are always like fun I, I do like tetris 99 i liked um if i'm correct i may have beaten a tetris 99 game um pac-man also uh 99 which is like the original battle royal game i believe that started this whole thing and now everybody started doing this thing i think super mario even has one too they have a racing type of deal too so this is the latest one and i think this is really awesome because it's like a really fast paced rush of a game and you're going through the classic you know racing um tra race tracks of f-zero so great whoever came up with that kudos to them because that was awesome um princess peach showdown we got to see a little bit more what um you will be doing as princess peach here so you were um you know show her what different type of versions of peach you'll be able to play different stages and all that stuff so the thing about this Nintendo Direct, which I think was a bit of a lukewarm experience for for people who were watching, was that a lot of the announcements were some of the same announcements that we've seen on the last Direct. And even though this was one of them, we only got a tease of what we got to see the in the last Direct. But this time around for this particular game, for Princess Peach Showtime, we got to see what exactly she will be doing in those stages and everything that, and, and really the plot of what the game is about so um i didn't mind seeing a little bit more of this because it was actually pretty cool to see her and you get to see her as detective you know each stage is a new actual when i say stage is an actual theater stage that she's going to be in and it just immersed into which she's trying to you know solve all these or you know issues with the stage play it's really cute and weird at the same time but somehow it works or <laughs> it's going to work and princess peach is a part of it so we're going to get to see princess peach in different forms if you will um as a fencer as a uh, swords a sword fencer as a detective um in different other aspects as she hoards off against these these little beings or whatever i forgot they call what they called them in order to save the uh stage play if you will so that is set to come out on march 22nd which i don't believe there was a release date for it before but it is now so they we got a release date for that this announcement i thought was absolutely awesome because although i didn't play all of their games in this series i believe i played the first one and this was the first game during the playstation one era that i've beat without any using a strategy guide at all and because of that i grinded like hell with this game but at the same time I feel a badge of honor with this game and that is tomb raider the original tomb raider one through three will be coming to the nintendo switch and i'm probably i'm pretty sure in other games as well uh it was announced here on nintendo direct but 
the original first three Tomb Raiders remastered. It looks awesome. It looks really, really awesome. Like it doesn't look like the recent reboot Lara Croft games, but considering what it used to look like, the blocky polygon design that it looked like before, this is a vast improvement. It still has the retro look, but it's a little bit like it, like it said, it's remastered. It's, uh, you know, the remodeling is a little bit smoother and, and such like that. Um, but if you are hardcore Tomb Raider fans of the old, you will be able to go back and forth from the original, the authentic, traditional, original look of the game and go into the more remastered look. You can update, the, you can change the visuals at any time. So, but why would anybody want to do that? Because the old one, yeah, I mean, you would humor it for a minute, but like it was state of the art at the time when PlayStation 1 came out, but come on, you know, the, showing this more remastered version is awesome. So I feel like I want to get this game just for nostalgic feeling and, and what I've been through with this. And I'm, I'm curious to see how the controls are now compared to what they were then. And have they remastered that aspect too? Well, hopefully they did. Um, it's just awesome. But this also, this, you're not just getting the full games. You're also getting all of the secret levels that each game had as well. So you're going to get a chance of all of that stuff in there. So I thought that was a great surprise uh, for this one. You know, for those who love Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider was a game changer. Like people talk about Uncharted now, but Laura Cross was one of the original you know, dungeon dwellers of video games, you know, especially during the, the new PlayStation 3, the new 3D era of gaming. You know, she was one of the original protagonists for these types of games. And then Uncharted came after that. And, you know, a few others came after that. But Laura Croft, I mean, this is why they made a movie based on it, people. You know, you know, Angelina Jolie played this, played it really well, I might add, too. Um, you know, people don't talk about enough about the original Tomb Raider movie, but that was a pretty, the first one, I actually didn't mind the second one either. The, the first two movies of that wasn't bad. I, I can guarantee you they can make a much better Tomb Raider game now. And I think, I mean, movie now, and I honestly think they should because Laura Croft needs to be brought in. Same as Aaron needs to be talked about more. You know, there are some badass female protagonists in the gaming universe that we need to talk about. Hell, Chun-Li, if you will, but Laura Croft is like, she should have been in Super Smash Brothers, to be honest, because she is iconic in, in the world of gaming. So we'll see. Um, talk. We're continuing the remastered news as Luigi's Mansions 2 is getting a HD upgrade as well. It now is, you know, it looks like Luigi uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 at this point. Um, you know, for those who love the second uh, installment of this game, you know, it's coming back and they're bringing it in and it is expected to arrive in, uh, next summer of 2024. Somebody in our ACMG Facebook group, I'm gonna give him a shout out. Jay Dixon, one of our uh, seasoned members of our ACMG Facebook group. He's asking around this morning about whether the Nintendo switch, whether he should, you know, he's getting a Nintendo switch regardless. Um, he's asking whether he should invest in it because of the rumors of, a new um nintendo system coming out and i basically people are telling him yes get it because one it's been rumors about that for like over like the past few years two if they're gonna do it they would have done it by now 
And if it's coming, they're going to mention it probably during the winter or whatever, but they, they normally don't. They would have mentioned it by now. And if they're talking about it, it probably won't be till like 2024 or 2025 at best. I think in 2024, we may hear something. In 2025, we may see something. I don't think it's coming now. I think we still got another year of the Switch that we can enjoy at this point. And I don't mind it either. And like I said, I don't know what they're going to do next in terms of what the next console is going to be because it has to be a handheld because this the Nintendo Switch has just been so damn successful. I don't know how they're going to come back from this. Um, this is the Nintendo Switch is without a doubt one of the greatest consoles they've ever done. The greatest. It, it, it tied both as one of the greatest handheld consoles they ever had and one of the best video game consoles they had. This the Nintendo Switch is still better than the Steam Deck. In my opinion yes for superficial gamers out there who i think is compensating for something they lack they are lacking um because it doesn't graphics doesn't make a good game the gameplay experience makes a great game graphics is just a it, it's just an added bonus in my opinion you could still have like it, if that wasn't true then how is it that zelda king tears of the kingdom which is an awesome visually stunning game on a handheld as you know with less power than the playstation 5 and the xbox how is that game getting more accolades than all these other bigger games and i guarantee you it's still strongly in the running for game of the year it has not been a game yet that you could say that is going to top that game okay so i tell you what it's not coming yet but i whatever they come out with it, it just has to be a more powerful switch. Like we need an AA 4K switch at this point. Can they do it? Are they gonna be able to do it? I don't know. Or even a switch that can play 4K on on your um on your smart TV, but plays 1080 on on you know in handheld. I would prefer, I wouldn't mind that either. So I don't mind that. But they you know it and it, it's also the, the memory storage space is always ginormous. I have a terabyte right now. I can store so many of them because a lot of these games are compressed um, in terms of memories, memory, memory uh, space and whatnot. I got it like, got it like over a couple hundred <laughs> games in one deal. Whereas like if you get the Steam Deck and like some of those games are like, they, they use the full capacity and power. You're only able to fit like two or three games. So you gotta download, even if you got a terabyte like, uh, SD card you gotta still gotta technically take out one or two you know um cards to replace another or delete one game to put in another so I don't know man like it's just not there plus the Steam Deck is you know it has a rough start and as is the other handheld PC portable you know that they have out they got rough starts but Nintendo did not have a rough start when he came out only there was only the developers that had it rough but nintendo games itself were always solid and they always you know defined how you should be able to develop on that system and breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom are no better defining games to have on air so so get you know for those who are looking for luigi's mansion 2 get ready it's coming out next summer for their splatoon side order gets a new gameplay trailer uh more content is being you know added to splatoon 3 so you know expect that to come later uh next spring 
on that note so i mean again this is why i don't expect to see any new games coming out I mean, take note somebody was also worried on uh on that same thread in the in our acmg facebook group that like he was afraid because they just got a nintendo switch and you know any any event of a possible new game is like they're afraid because they said they can't afford to get a new game understood but always know nintendo strongly supports their prior titles way like long after the release of a new console we see this all the time game boy to game boy advance game boy advance to game boy um i mean game boy to game boy color game boy color to game boy advance game boy advance to 3d uh, uh, to the ds um and to the 3ds and then you know from that to um the switch because even when the switch came out in 2017 i think they were still selling games specifically and exclusively for the 3ds probably long after a year or two later before they finally just stopped you know doing all that so not to worry you will still have games to play from that point um so splatoon 3 is getting new expansion uh next spring so stay tuned for that we got another look at prince of persia lost crown this game looks so awesome this 2d side scrolling looks like a metro metroidvania game uh that ubisoft is coming out any prince of persia game is always there's never been really a bad prince of persia game to be honest they have all been great in their own time and the lost crown looks even better um this new protagonist looks awesome i like the fact that he's wearing like you know locks and all the stuff um it's coming out january 18th that's my birthday week that's the same uh time that tekken 8 is coming out so this may be added on to the games that i will get for my birthday so i'm looking forward to that uh it looks awesome it looks fantastic um yeah i can't wait i cannot wait for that we also got to see another trailer for super mario rpg which is coming out november 17th of this year so that was great really quirky fun family game called trombone champ which involves the use of your joy cons and the um and the camera and on the joy cons and the motion gyroscope detections and everything it's it looks like a lot of fun like if you have a you know you know party with friends or you know family gatherings this is a really fun game to have it's just you playing the trumpet in the worst way it just sounds awful uh you're gonna have to practice really hard to be possibly as good as you could possibly be with this but it's you just create you're you're playing you're using the joy cons to play a trumpet and you're you know it's a rhythm based game and uh it, it's really quirky and fun yeah you it it's no way you can't have fun with family in this one so if you play games with your family and stuff like that or you got friends around and all this stuff this may actually be a game to get for for that uh, aspect so that what is that coming out they don't have they don't have a release date for that do they nope they do not but it's in the works coming soon stay tuned dave the diver uh is set to arrive on nintendo switch next month october 26th to be exact so stay tuned for that it's an exclusive pc game that is no longer have exclusivity rights and it will be on the switch so if you guys have played it on the pc now you'll be able to play it on the go mario kart deluxe has announced their final course pass wave six which is coming very soon of course if you have the nintendo switch online plus subscription you get all of those for free i wonder if you stop subscribing do you still get those um those courses that's what i'm 
always concerned about because i do have mario kart i do not invest in the expansions because i don't i don't play mario kart like that because all it is is like i mean i'm sorry it's it's there's nothing else to do but race in that game there's no story element there's no story campaign it's just after a while it gets boring so it's mostly a group based game that you just have fun with your friends but if you just like for single player aspect or online aspect if you like doing online that's that's one thing i mean it, it's it's a great addition to the mario universe but i wish they would have added a little bit more filling to it like they did with the mario golf and mario tennis and all this stuff so and, i mean they're not the best story campaign elements but they still provide something you know mario party provides a story element there there's a lot of fun of mario party whether you're doing single player or with uh friends and family or whatever like that but this one right here i just can never get back to wanting to play it because it's just like you're just racing <laughs> at this point it's not it's fun racing but it's like after a while it just gets mundane if you will so uh detective pikachu returns we got to see another glimpse of that but it was basically the same thing that we've already saw no but what i also noticed is that the storyline is basically the detective pikachu story from the movie so i'm wondering like i because I, I ordered this i used my voucher to buy this and i'm still gung-ho unless another better game is being added to this you know i, I do have to check because nintendo direct did come out so i do have to check to see if they added any new games to the list of games that was approved for the voucher if there's a better game than that then uh detective pikachu may be out because i'm not i got i used a voucher for detective pikachu returns and uh super mario wonders which are uh coming out in the six or detective pikachu is no detective pikachu is coming out in the six and mario is coming out in the 20th the same day as spider-man 2 do not expect a review from me from mario wonders um the week of spider-man 2 that is not happening i love nintendo i thought it was even i will say it's ballsy to compete to try to compete with spider-man i know it's mario but this ballsy to think that you are going to be able to beat spider-man 2 in the advertisements and the promotions that they've done on that game uh yeah i i, I love mario this is not going to be your day this is not going to be your day for that one so uh, as I'm looking at the um, Spider-Man 2 DualSense Wireless Limited Edition controller in front of my, in front of me in my desk, <laughs> you're not gonna win this. But we will review it afterwards. So we don't have the, um, we don't have the IGN amount of people, you know, to do multiple, you know, multiple um, reviews on this stuff. But I tell you this, man, uh, I'm, I'm expecting quality from both games, nonetheless. Detective Pikachu should be interesting and fun uh but we got to see a little bit of what we're gonna be able to do in that game i just i just find it amazing like it's supposed to be like a follow-up or sequel to the other detective pikachu game but it really the story it mimics everything from the movie which in hindsight made me want to watch the movie again because the movie was freaking awesome it's like one of the best live action adaptations i've ever seen and I, it was the pokemon movie i've always wanted to see you know it was it was so well done so well well done um they gave updates on amiibos so we're getting amiibos from tears of the kingdom ultimate smash brothers uh in xenoverse chronicles 3 the ultimate smash i'm sorry ultimate smash brothers is finally 
I believe this is their final amiibo for Super Smash Brothers. And it is the only Super Smash Brothers character that does not have an amiibo. And that is Sora from Kingdom Hearts. He is finally getting one. I may actually jump on this one. I am a big fan of Kingdom Hearts. I love Sora. Um, and I love the fact that they added him onto the game. I thought that was a great tribute to him, to that character, um, because that game is so beloved. Uh, and now they're coming out with a, um, Amiibo. So which means every single character in the game, every main character in the game has an Amiibo in there now. Uh, so yeah, it's coming out next year and, uh, I need to jump on that. I absolutely need to jump on that. I'm looking forward to that. In addition to that, we also got the Zelda and uh, Ganondorf uh, Amiibos that are coming in on uh, November 3rd and the Xenoverse Chronicles 3 one, which is coming uh, January 19th, 2024. So stay tuned for that. This one I found was interesting here. Horizon Chase 2 arriving on the Nintendo Switch and it's available now. Uh, Horizon has entered Nintendo. I did not know. I thought they were exclusively... If it's the same horizon, I thought they were exclusive to Xbox at some point. I mean, it's not the same horizon that we see on Xbox, like the, the level of detail and depth and everything visually that we see on there, but it's like a cartoony type of version. You still get to customize um, the cars that you get and you race them around and all the stuff, but it, it is available. And um, it's also available for uh, PlayStation, PC, and Xbox as well. I, I was really surprised that if it's the same horizon that we are accustomed to from, um, from uh, what is that? From uh, Xbox series, which I thought it was always exclusive because we always see a horizon game exclusively on the Xbox. So, you know, there's that. There's another game uh, coming back, uh, another code recollection has been announced as coming uh, January 19th, 2024. Uh, Saga Emerald Beyond is gonna arrive next year, which is uh, a RPG series that, you know, a cult classic, a cult series, uh, RPG series, I should say, is coming there. Unicorn Overload, a really intriguing tactical-based RPG uh, from the people who brought you Guilty Gear and blaze blue you know axis is coming up with this you could tell this is an axis game too because um the 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 character design the anime style character design is definitely a dead ringer for them this looks awesome it's like if you like fire emblem and stuff like that um they put their own spin on it so i'm keeping my eye on this because i do kind of like tactical based strategy rpgs uh for whatever reason i don't know it virtually is the same thing as tactical base but it plays like chess so i'm usually good with this in a sense because I, I don't know it's just it's weird how i think i hate onions but i'll eat onion rings that's the type of person i am <laughs> this tactical base rpg looks intriguing the level of detail and the character designs and everything looks awesome uh and i don't think i got too much of a glimpse of what the battle system looks like but i'm willing to look at this i you know what i want I want a tactical base RPG that allows you to do a fighting game. Like do the tactical base stuff, but once you clash, it becomes a fighting game. <laughs> Can we have that? Cause I will so like that's something that NetherRealm Studios would do and, and get into. So like I want something like that. That would be awesome. And in fact, they did do that. Um 
combat chess. That's combat chess technically was exactly what I was looking for. It is, I mean, it basically is tactical battle. And then once you two clash, you fight. That's basically, I need that. So <laughs> I need more of that if less. But this game looks interesting. I'll keep my eye on it. I may actually want to get it. It's coming out March 8th uh, of 2024. So uh, stay tuned for that. How do you pronounce this? Ayudin Chronicles 100 Heroes Target is set for April 2024. This looks awesome too. This is a RPG game um, that was scheduled to come out and it was delayed because of COVID-19, a pandemic and everything. So the development of this was, you know, delayed, but you know, better late than never. It looks fantastic as a 2D based RPG. The sprites look stunning. I mean, looks, this is one of those things like, yeah, I'm not big on RPG, but this looks fantastic. Visually, this looks awesome. You know, the level of detail of this and the um, sprites, it looks like there's shadow in the clothing of the sprites. It, It's incredible looking. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this goes again. If I look at the battle system, the battle system looks dope enough for me to want to play it. I may jump on it. It just depends. We'll see. We got to see more of WarioWare Move It. Uh, and I believe we got a release date for um, the original announced June date. Um, it was June 2023, but now it's ahead uh, for a November date. 200 micro mini games. If you played any WarioWare games, you know... This is a game for people who gets high. I cannot stress this now. This is WarioWare is the equivalent. It's the Eric Andre show of video games. If anybody's watched the Eric Andre show, you get what I want. What you get? How what I'm talking about here? It's it's just borderline insane. Like this is the best way I can describe this game for anybody who's ever played it and watched that show. It is the equivalent of that. So expect that to come out later on this, uh, later on uh, the holiday season there. Nintendo also announced a gallery museum that is set, uh, set to be, uh, to open in March of 2024. Yeah. You know what? They deserve this. They, this, this is absolutely needed people. I just told somebody on the ACMG Facebook group. Nintendo has been around for a hundred in 30 years uh, i'm sorry 130 plus years maybe 137 years at this point hell you if anybody deserves a museum it is nintendo and i don't believe it's just showing the games nintendo started off um selling a, these stocks of cards i forgot what they're called i actually have it in my hand right now of Japanese style cards, Hidagana cards up. No, that's not, that's not right. I forgot the name of the cards that they sell, but that I'm watching right now. Can I just put a label on these damn things? But nonetheless, they start off selling uh, these really cool looking artsy, artistic Japanese. I cannot get, get the damn name of these cards. Nintendo cards. Uh, let me see if they, oh, I forgot, please. Okay, here we go. Cause it's on. I got it from Amazon. Japanese playing cards. Uh, Hinafude. Hinafuda. That's what it is. He, they started uh, by selling Hinafude. Hinafuda. Uh, playing cards back in the day. And from that point on, 
they started they continued on making different toy lines and like there's some stuff about nintendo's history that people definitely need to jump on because people think that they just started by making game and watch <laughs> and all the stuff no they've been around for a very long time way before the video game era even begun so they started selling these these uh japanese playing cards called huda um hita fuda and from there, they started developing different toys and different, you know, items and stuff like that. And then in the 80s, they started with video games and they began to just market. They just focused on video games because it was that's what was selling and it's still selling today. But from the video games, they were re they managed to respawn toy lines and all stuff and merchandise from the success of the video game line and the success of Mario and all that stuff and Zelda and Metroids, you know, and such like that. And they've been strong, even more powerful than ever. So like anybody who ever thinks that like Xbox or PlayStation is ever going to defunct Nintendo, it's not happening. If they would have done it, they would have done it a long time ago. The reason why it's always been a battle It's always been a competition between Nintendo and Xbox and Nintendo's in the middle. That's why, because they're just Nintendo never tries to compete. It, it almost like it competes with itself. It, it, there is no competition against Nintendo, to be honest. Um, but again, this is why I strongly predict Tears of the Kingdom will be the game of the year, man. There's no way. I mean, because of stuff like that, it's that it's that years of wisdom and knowledge that this company has throughout these times. So why not have a museum that talks about all of the years, the the ex history of this? It will be opening in Japan, in Kyoto, Japan, um, which is an old plant that they converting into a museum. And you'll get to see a lot of the history of what made Nintendo there. Like I've been targeting to go to japan for some time and absolutely that is probably now one of the places i want to go and the second place is probably is the universal studios super mario world deal now i know it's here in america now i'd rather go to japan to be honest there's, oh god there's earthquakes in japan too but i still rather go to japan's version it's the first version plus god the things that they probably have that i could bring back it's freaking awesome so yeah so um that's pretty much everything that they were, you know, talking about. Now, it was good, but not one of their best. Because again, a lot of the things that they talked about in this uh, direct was a lot of the things that were already talked about in the last direct or already announced to some extent. So it really didn't live up to its normal standards, but it's not to say it was totally bad. I just, you know, by the end of it, it's like, nothing really new like they didn't have to add the other th you know few announcements there because they were announcements that were already made prior to so it was not their best and then they growing up against playstation it was like okay playstation stay to play is not normally used to coming up with good state of plays but they i will give credit the last state of play that they had was one of their finest are they going to be able to follow up with this well we started watching and I will tell you this, it didn't start off really well. Um, they started off in like very lukewarm because they started off with a game that just looks like a crappy P 
PC game called Baby Steps or whatever like that. And it was to talk about, you know, it was basically to talk about their 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 uh, support of indie game development. And basically, Bennett Forty, who is the developer of Getting Over uh, behind Getting Over. Uh, getting over it um they announced that in their next game is coming and it's called baby steps and it's like a, it's a comedy based open looks like a comedy based open world type of environment but it involves this particular guy to try to you know not die pretty much in this case and he's walking weird and his whole entire body's disfigured it doesn't look finished I don't know if this is what the finished product is going to look right or whatever like that, but it's a walking simulator and it's trying to teach him how to, you know, traverse through the world, I guess. And it, there, there was a quite a bit of comedy in the first one, but it, it was like, to me, this should not have been the first thing that they showed. So they started off really on a low note, but they ended on a very high note. And the ending, we got to see some major things, one of which was Final Fantasy VII. Uh, we got to see a release date trailer for this, which is now on February 29th, 2024. Um, this literally was worth the whole entire show. This and another game that I will be talking about. But this showing, like, we got to see more of what we expect we saw vincent valentine in here we saw cat sif which looks to be playable character in this game um we knew yofi is going to be a playable character as well uh we got to see a little bit more of the world we're seeing cloud and um zephyroth working together which is crazy we've seen certain familiar things of the original uh game and some changes that are happening here so we got to see a lot in this and the fact that they're selling two separate discs i don't know how this is going to be on the digital version and how that's going to work for that but um we're going to get all of that there plus they're selling a bundle package for those who didn't get the original which i don't understand why you wouldn't get the original but now you could get both um the original final fantasy uh 7 remake and the expansion version with yofi on there plus these two new ones so guaranteed, guaranteed that package is going to be like roughly 150 to 200 guaranteed. Even if it's the digital version, you're probably going to get it for, I, I would be surprised if the, um, cause if you're getting an expansion, uh, packs of everything with the new one is probably going to be, I, I predict a price point of 150, which I think is fair because that's a lot of gaming that you're going to have. Um, 150 if not maybe 200 if it involves some extra content that you're going to get um and if you're getting the physical version it's probably going to be a 200 minimum 200 point uh price point that's my prediction of that one because i saw one of the uh the package deals and it involved it actually involved uh a statue of zephyroth plus all these other different physical items with it so that's going to be an ex very expensive package and i know we talked about uh how one of the games where uh gta 6 was rumored to have a price point of 150 dollars but we don't if it is for the base game that's understandable if final fantasy 7 sells it for the price points that i think it's going to make rockstar games rethink their process because at least we say what you want about gta but final fantasy 7 
is way bigger and way more legendary of a game than GTA. So that's my that's my um actual that's actually my prediction there. And if they charge it the way I'm saying, thinking they uh, or predicting that they're going to charge it, then I believe it's going to recon. It's going to if if the rumors are true. It's going to make Rockstar rethink their deal because people are going to look at Final Fantasy 7 and all that they're going to provide. And if my price points are correct, you're going to look at GTA and it's like, no, I'm not paying that for just a base game. Are you crazy? You know, that's ridiculous. You're getting all this for Final Fantasy 7, you know, and then they're selling, you know, for the same price that you're selling for. No, that's not. Again, we are fans of games, but always be a consumer first they factor on your fandom. They play onto your fandom. You need to approach them as consumers first and let them know like, no, I love, I love this series, but I cannot afford, nor do I want to pay this much for this game and only get this. So they factor it. You know, honestly, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of these companies, a lot of these corporations behind the scenes, they don't really think highly of the, their, their target audience. And you could tell by the way they market certain things because they market with the, with the, with the idea that we live in a short attention society. And because of that, you don't think clearly, you don't think thoroughly of what you're getting out of the product. You just think because of the, the flashy um, lights, the lighting and colors and of the promotions and whatnot that, you won't look behind what's behind the situation, which is why a lot of times when these games come out, it's like we see the hype of what these games do because of great marketing and promotion campaigns that they put out. But then the game comes out and it's like not as advertised. And like because a lot of we don't get to see a lot of the background, but they hype it up. And then it, which a lot of this I'm going to talk about in our final stage too because this is a constant pattern that i thought we were not going to that we were going to stop seeing in 2020 after cyberpunk 2077 and in the marvel's avengers but we're still kind of seeing this happening and it needs to stop it really needs to stop at this point but get ready because i am i am so anticipating this game february 29 2024 let's get ready let's get it going that is get it going here so, so um the other big trailer that we got to see spider-man 2 we got to see a lot more of what we are expecting and including a huge montage of different costumes that we're going to see it is more costumes and more spider-man and uh, suits than we ever seen before and they all look fantastic some of them are based on the comic some in some original innovations and some that are just fantastic all of them are just awesome i can't wait to check this out it just looks stupid awesome they talked about more on what you're going to be doing trevor uh the, the, the traversal aspect of the game as far as how you're going to be able to travel uh how you're going to be able to swing faster and use the uh wings to fly and glide and whatnot and oh this game looks so fantastic we're officially going to be we're like 35 days away from the premiere of this game and i cannot be more excited insomniac games has not let us down one bit yet um and i hope they never do uh because we need look we need some companies to just 
when they come out with a game to be at the ready every single time. Santa Monica Studios, PlayStation Studios, Insomniac Games, they've always come out absolutely at the ready and they don't come out until they're officially ready and you're have, you know, there's no issues unless you're on a PC. But still, there's just, when they usually come out with a game on a game console, it's already at point at the ready. Never had any issues with a God of War game. Never had any issues with a Spider-Man game. Um, just a great time every single time. So very much looking forward to this. It it just looks fantastic. Uh, man, just, I'm so hyped. I'm so excited for that. Resident Evil. Also, we got to see a little bit more of in ways of the DLC, separate ways. Um, and a new character entered in for Resident Evil 4. And that was Ad uh, Ada Wong which uh appears a few times in the main story from here so uh if you're hyped about the remake of this you better, gotta be very excited because it's coming out next week september 21st so get ready for that as well also we're counting down a day, uh, the days before um cyberpunk 2077 uh phantom liberties is coming out i am looking forward to that game as well because i did pre-order that game and i want to see idris alba do his thing on that Daryl. so shout out <laughs> to us cd project red and god i'm hoping that they have uh, evolved from what happened in 2028 that's a big blow for them uh, and i just read on uh game informer uh you know their their uh trial and tribulations of doing that and you know making sure that they didn't make the same mistake this time around because this technically this expansion is an entirely full it's a whole new full game experience using the same engine and whatnot and you know, so the good thing is they were able to get through the bumps of that. Um, so at this stage with this one, this should be solid. There is no reason why this game shouldn't be solid. And if it isn't, this is going to be crushing to them, you know, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But um, get ready for that Resident Evil 4 is coming out. They also showed Avatar, which I was slightly interested in because it is a third person, you know, platformer, if you will. Or first person, uh, first person platformer, if you will, um, action adventure platformer. And Ubisoft showed off this new trailer, and actually, it looks awesome. I thought, you know what, you so great about it because I thought it was an, another Horizon game, and then I saw some of the the monsters in there. I'm like, no, that's not Horizon. This is something else. And it was, and I like they look familiar, but then it it revealed it was Avatar. I'm like, you know what, this actually looks pretty dope for a first person uh if uh, adventure action adventure platform um so this is coming out december 7th maybe something i may not get at the jump but it's something i may you know if it goes on sale or something i may actually jump on this it looks pretty interesting if you will i like I, the environment looks beautiful look every bit as much as almost as much as uh horizon it looks stunning there too so all right if you haven't gotten a playstation 5 just yet you missed out on the Spider-Man uh, limited edition version. Fear not, because now PlayStation 5 is selling multiple colored consoles in what they call the Deep Earth Collection, a red color version. Like, uh, well, well, the actual colors is volcanic red, cobalt blue and sterling silver. So this also comes with the controllers that are with the same color patterns and color schemes as well. So you'll be able to get that. This is a detection of like, yeah, um, the PlayStation 5 is now fully established here. So this is now the time to buy a PS5 of not ever, 
at this point. And now you could get it in multiple colors. When you start selling multiple colors, they have fully established the console at this point. So it looks awesome. And take note, you can now, now that you now know, especially with me uh, installing the new uh, SD SSD drive to it, the two terabyte SSD drive now, I now am ready to replace those plates and get some customary plates. If not this Spider-Man limited edition one, um, I may want to get the, you know, I should check New York GameStop to see if they have any of the limited editions Spider-Man ones there. But nonetheless, um, I may wind up getting, I may wind up getting a, uh, custom, you know, plate for mine because a lot of times it, it conventions, they usually have somebody, especially bigger conventions like New York comic con, they usually have vendors that has a lot of gaming stuff in there. So chances are, if they have a custom plate for the PlayStations, I may jump on it because I missed out on, I missed, that was the one thing I missed out on. I got the controller, but I never got the deal. So if they got a actual Spider-Man customary one, I might just jump on that. See how much that costs. Pin is on the price on there. So we'll see about that. Um, we talked about baby steps. I wasn't really impressed with that. Uh, Roblox also was announced, which is like a, uh, a game that they announced on air too. That's coming October 10th as a cross platform type of game experience. It didn't really give too much of a description on what this type of game was, but it was ghostbusters. They, they, uh, which is going to be one of their VR two games is coming out. My only concern with this is like, this is a first person action game. My only concern was like, please don't have this ghostbusters game with disembodied hands on here. Cause I will be really disappointed. And this, thank goodness, this game does not include disembodied hands. Ghostbusters Rise of the Lord, uh, the Ghost Lord, um, is coming out October 26th. I wish they were coming out with this on a regular console because I think this is a first person. Um, I think that I think this was this is a first person game. I would definitely want to play. Uh, now that I'm into this first person experience now, and it looks it looks awesome. It looks pretty cool. So it's coming out October 26th, but only for VR two. So see how long that that will last from there. So hell divers was also a game that they announced too. Um, this is a two is a sequel to the 2015, uh, shooter game and here, uh, be available for PS five and PC on February 8th, 2024 foam stars, which is basically a anime version of splatoon but better am i it, visually better i like the character design it's an anime like character design in here and you're not shooting like paint at people you're shooting like foam and bubbles at people and whatnot it's getting an open beta um which is set to uh is it open now i i don't know the beta will be available on a ps5 um and commercial on a september 29th to conclude on october 1st so you got from 29th to the first to check it out. So if you're interested in that game, go out of your way, check it out. It looks really cool. It looks really, it looks like a lot of fun and cool. And you'll be able to do a lot of cooler things than you will on uh, Splatoon. So we'll see how that goes. Visually looks stunning. Okay. Big surprise on my end because I absolutely love this game. And I gave this game high praise when I reviewed it was Tales of Arise. Uh, I played it. I loved it. I beat it. And now... It's getting an expansion coming in November. November 9th is coming out with an expansion is a rise. I really got to 
find my way to get this game out. Thank you. This game was super great. I love the story of the game and the character. You know, I talk about um, which this Sunday, I believe that's what I'm going to talk about in review because the game is coming out in a couple weeks. Um, and that is Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Die, which I'm currently watching the anime, the all hundred episodes of the anime. Um, Tales of Arise reminds me of that show and that series in a sense of the character development and the connections and the chemistry between the characters in this in this game um it plays a lot just like that and um my god i i really enjoyed this game so the fact that they're coming out with an expansion was just fantastic so to me overall and that was basically everything that was mentioned in both ones and to me i think playstation state of play really kind of outshowed Nintendo Direct in this one because they were talking about getting, yeah they talked about um Final Fantasy 7 which we were all excited for to see we got to see more of that we got to see more Spider-Man um too but there was other games that were announced too that I thought was great uh, in here as well I felt they had a better presentation this time around than Nintendo and not to say Nintendo didn't have anything really good but it was like more of the same of what we already saw just a few a month or two ago and a little bit of what we didn't whereas PlayStation gave us a little bit more plus release dates and all that stuff. Um, and they were just based on bigger announced games. Like again, they didn't start off great, but they ended really, really strong, uh, in my opinion. So they both were good, but I think I'm gonna give the nod to PlayStation state of play for this one. So that was what's going on in this week's news. So we're going to stop right here, take a break, come back. And in our final stage, we're going to get into combat and find out why this game on the switch was good but not as good as what we wanted, but I got great hopes for it nonetheless. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! have reached the final stage of this program and i am here to finally give my thoughts on the switch version of mortal kombat 1. yes i do own the playstation 5 one but i opted out to buy the premium version of that and decided to give a poop review which means pay out of pocket review of the switch version because i always feel like the switch version whenever a port comes to the switch that is also meant for the next gen consoles i always want to i'm more intrigued to see how the switch is going to go around working on the lack of processing power and visuals that is geared for the uh for the next gen consoles now if you guys remember mortal kombat 11 
also was is on a switch and it was met with great success because they were able to port a even though not visually as visually stunning as you what you see on there it was still surprisingly good and the frame rate it was shockingly awesome on there uh and it was ever even just as consistent in terms of the loading time and stuff like that that we got to see in the other in the next gen consoles now it's not the first time that they ever work with handheld games they had injustice and mortal kombat 9 on the playstation vita so they've successfully ported games on there for four and made you know lesser visually stunning versions of it but they the gameplay was still great the options and everything all the fun that you had on the uh, that you have on the next gen consoles were there you just didn't have the uberly awesome stunning visuals 4k visuals that you would expect in this case they compensate a few things you know in place of you know more fun gameplay and the same game experience that you have on here and you know despite the visuals that is on there so this you know we were confident and then also like within a few more patches the game ends up being better you know in time and this is what happened with mortal kombat 11. you play mortal kombat 11 now it plays even better than it did when it first started but there were a slight few hiccups in the beginning process of it but it was minor hiccups that they could easily patch over i think the same thing happened in this version but in this case this because of how ambitious mortal kombat 1 is and what they were doing with this game i guarantee it plays much better on the playstation 5 and the xbox series x and the pc than it does right here right now in this first round is what i'm calling it because the first round showing of this it's not a, it's not a flawless victory it's what i say it's a flawed victory but a victory nonetheless um the reason why i say flawed victory is because there are some things that is going to require a massive overhaul patch coming now and i will and, and why i'm confident about what they're going to do and possibly why i'm still giving the grade that i'm going to give for this is because i am very confident in netherrealm as a company as a company that truly cares about its consumer base and its fan base uh if you want consumer base fan base same thing tomatoes but they truly do care about making great games on a higher quality aspect and i will talk about all that as to why so um i will note during my grading i have made another slight change here in terms of um terminology and category graphics has been replaced with the terminology of visual presentation visual presentation will represent the overall graphic aspect of not only just the character models but also the environments the stages all that the the overall presentation of the game and i had to because of this game because it's not just about just the character models themselves it's also the environments the scales the landscape everything we gotta overall give it an overall look of the whole aspect so we'll be now talking about visual presentation overall in that case so that has been changed but everything else has been um you know remains the same at this point so let's get out to it mortal kombat 1 the follow-up to mortal kombat 11 starting a whole new story arc based on the events of mortal kombat 11 developers netherrealm studios publishers wb uh, games genre one of my favorites 
fighting games. So let's talk about the story first here. Fire God Liu Kang rewrites a new timeline that inhabits balance amongst the realms. And from there, we have all new characters with all new storylines and all new, not even just storylines, some of them just look different in this sense. However, a familiar threat tends to create corruption within the realms in order to regain the power they once had. That's basically the gist of it all from there. So, we're gonna talk about originality here. And it was hard to talk about originality in the sense of this because it's a fighting game. It's nothing too original about it, but I will say Mortal Kombat, much like the Mario series, always you don't play the same Mortal Kombat game. Even since, even from Mortal Kombat 1, Mortal Kombat 2 and Mortal Kombat 3 and 4, you always play something different. There's always an added element. Now, I don't know if Ed Boon and John Tobias ever really thought on the planes of what uh, Shigeru Miyamoto uh, would do, but if you played every Mario, if you played every Mario game that has come out, there's never the same experience and Mortal Kombat is the same exact way. It is never the same experience. They usually add a little bit more to make each experience different. This is no different from the other. And they completely added some elements in here that I thought was a lot of fun. It has really helped the, the, um, the landscape, the basic aspect of the, uh, fighting game, you know, play, um, not something that's completely original because we've seen if you're a fighting game fan like I am, if you're in a fighting game community and you've played virtually almost every fighting game there is, then you know that what they've done with the new features is not the most original. Um, it is, in fact, we've seen this before. And that basically to me, it even though we've seen it before in another popular game series, doesn't mean it didn't wasn't work. It wasn't uh, fun to play, and I thought they did a really great job here with this. Plus, again, like every Mortal Kombat, it's not just about the, the main story campaign. There's also the arcade tower mode. There's also you know their special mode, which is usually crypt mode or combat chess or Tetris combat or whatever like that. This time they added something that was based on another uh, deal that. They put their spin on it and it's a lot of fun as well so let's talk about it in terms of originality changing the backstories and fates of our favorite fighters bring a new refreshing uh experience to the legendary franchise shang soon is a meager snake oil salesman who conned uh people into buying ointments and serums that don't work and that's how this whole thing starts off we start off with that situation he then meets a woman or a person who tells him that he and a few other are, are, are meant to for more and will help him become the powerful being that he once was. That person appears to be Kronika. Now I'll say appears to be, that's all I'm gonna say to that. In this review, I will say this right now. In this review, I will not spoil anything in here other than talking about the changes within the characters because it's worth going into this game and it is a lot of craziness in this in this story this time around 
and it, it's awesome it is pretty awesome Bo Raicho in this case if you guys remember Bo Raicho uh from Deadly I believe he premiered in Deadly Alliance and you know we've seen him in different variations of different Mortal Kombat storylines as well Bo Raicho is now an old female martial artist our martial arts master and restaurant owner helping to train Raiden in Kung Lao. Raiden is now a Shaolin disciple who is best friends with Kung Lao. Raiden is basically taking the role of what, um, of, of what basically what uh, Liu Kang was once was. So they, they switch roles in this case. Johnny Carlton Cage is a fading A-list actor who is struggling to maintain his fame and his marriage with his wife, Chris, not Sonia, uh, has agreed to join Fire God Liu Kang in the pursuit to defend Earth's uh, chances of winning the martial arts tournament from Outworld. Yeah, we in this in this timeline, Johnny Cage, the, the name Cage is a stage name. His last name is Carlton. That's the only spoiler I will reveal in this game right now. Kenshi Takahashi is a man who left the Yakuza in search of the Santo sword that Johnny bought for a lot of money. Uh, he, Johnny, one of Johnny's cases is basically like he's, he's in debt. He's in debt, uh, you know, in his career and he keeps splurging to keep, to maintain, you know, uh, appearances, if you will. So doing part of that was buying the Santo sword in this case, the Santo sword is a part of uh kenshi's family heritage that he needs to gain back um uh, you know to, uh, to fight against the yakuza that he has because you know they've taken over his family heritage for quite some time so that's his case Liu Kang requests him both kenshi and johnny to be a part of the tournament and for a more important role in fate in their lives kenshi has i will note kenshi has sight in this whether he keeps his sight in this and this story is a whole other thing. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Baraka in uh, in the Taikans are actually humans in this timeline uh, who live in Outworld, but has come under a disease that turns them uh, turns the bone marrow to pierce through their skin and turn them into monsters over time. When their illness is discovered, they become outcasts and is forced out, forced to flee uh, Adenia, which is the more civilized section of Outworld. Princess Marlena is not a clone in this world, but a twin sister of uh, Princess Katana, uh, who was exposed by the uh, Taken disease. Now, you know what's funny? I just talked about last week on the uh, Prime show about Tiny Tuna Adventures being rebooted and how now Buster and Babs Bunny are no longer like friends, but in this version, in this timeline, if you will, they're now brother and sister, twin brother and sister at that. So this kind of reminds me of the situation because also has also now in here is Bihan and uh, Koi Lang, I believe if I'm saying his name right, Huan Lang, I believe, who's the second Sub-Zero, but in this timeline, they're brothers and Lang, I believe, is now the new Scorpion. Hanzo uh, Hisashi is non-existent in this world. Neither is the Shirai Ryu in the beginning of this story here. So uh, the Lu, the, uh, um, the Lin Kuei is, is the only thing that exists at this point in time. 
Um, so there's that situation, but like Princess Marlena and Katana are like sisters. She's not a clone, but how she becomes the Marlena that we know is that she is, you know, falls under that disease that turns um, outworlders into to cottons, if you will. So I actually like that storyline. I actually like how they put that together. Quinn Sindel and Princess Katana are keeping uh, it a secret until they can find a cure for it. This is where kind of Shang Soon falls into the situation. So I'm going to stop there in terms of the storyline, but let's just say there are a lot of twists and turns in here that uh, Liu Kang has to try to face off to maintain the balance within his timeline, but discovers a whole bigger thing going on within this whole entire situation. So I'll leave it at that for you guys to look into, but the story of this is it gets crazy. And I mean, absolutely crazy. And if you're fans of the past Mortal Kombat games that led up to Mortal Kombat 9 in this reboot, you're going to love what you're going to see here because it is it is crazy. It is just it just gets so crazy by the end. I, I played through the whole entire story campaign. I got less an hour less of sleep than I normally had just to do this, but um, it was worth it. It was definitely worth playing through. It was just the whole thing was crazy. Like, I can't wait to play the PlayStation 5 version when it finally releases on Tuesday because I'm going to play it again in that one and I'm going to visually enjoy this version of the game if I enjoyed what I played in here on the uh, Switch version. So you're going to absolutely trust me when I tell you that. So let's talk about visual presentation right now. And I will say right now in terms of this game overall appeal of this game, the visual presentation is unfortunately the fall down of this game at the moment. And I say at the moment because there were similar situations, but not to this extent in the Immortal Kombat 11. Um, again, Mortal Kombat 11 was not was nowhere near as ambitious as Mortal Kombat 1. And I think because this game was an ambitious take on the actual uh or, or you know in this approach that they i think we're starting to see the limits of netherrealm here but i will say because this is round one and when i say this is round one that means this is their this is their first stage of them putting it on a game there's guaranteed that there's going to be a patch for all of the games coming up in this case of the nintendo switch there needs to be a there, I expect a huge and I mean a huge patch for this game coming because the visual presentation it starts off great and is great on other in certain cases in the beginning of the story campaign it was great if you play the normal tower mode it's uh it's I mean when I say great great for the standards of the switch um because it's, it's impressive to some extent uh if you play it on the tower mode it's actually pretty good there to, to an extent. If you play anything other than a story campaign, like it starts off great on a story campaign, but as you go further into the game, it, it, it you see a lot of flaws in the present in the visual presentation. A lot to the point that like, I think that they knew, there's no way in hell that they knew that they weren't gonna put a major patch and they're working on a major patch right now. For this they just wanted to get it out there they thought that it was probably stable enough for us to get out there and enjoy but yes they know 
trust me people they know that there are flaws in this game they know this but they put it out there anyway knowing that they're gonna fix these flaws they're not stupid they've they're not they're, they're too they look wb is now under wb discovery and if anything goes wrong to the point that is an uproar and in 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 reviews and 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 um fans you know failings to this game yeah wb discovery has been axing a lot of things and they're they won't hesitate to ax netherrealm studios so i know netherrealm studios is not gonna go out without making sure that this game is much better than when it came off so i'm not worried about the things that i saw in this game but we'll talk let's talk about it at first the game appears that it, it would see it would appear that the switch version of mortal kombat 1 is even more impressive than mortal kombat 11. in a lot of ways it is the character models look sharper the lighting is shadowing in some parts of it looks amazing at least at the beginning of the story campaign the frame rate appears to be much faster this time around uh and did mortal kombat 11 at times however as you progress through the story campaign you will encounter a few hiccups as there are a few bugs in the game that distort the animation the frame rate create clipping issues slowdowns lack of detail in the character models hair you know textures and everything in there like during the matches and everything so much so that it tends to hinder the overall experience of the story campaign to that extent while at least not leading to any crashes that's the one thing i am glad about is that there are no i have not experienced any crashes in this game at all and that's a great thing that is that tells me that the game is stable at this point and it can only get better from this point once they start you know patching it up and adding more to the detail of things and upgrading it to make it look as great as it can be and we just talked about wwe 2k 23 and how i got back on that game and it looks they've improved on a lot of the issues that it had like when you like the fact that the characters weren't coming out to the ring with the title belts that you created or whatnot and all that stuff little things there's i mean there wasn't perfect there's still some things that i've seen in wwe 2k 23 that needs some upgrading but considering what i've played prior to and what i play now it is a vast improvement i say the same thing about w uh, aew fight forever that i in time they will improve on that game as well and i will definitely not worry about netherrealm studios of all people because they've been doing so well with their games for so long um i don't know why there was a rush to do what they're doing but I, I i'm hoping that we'll see a massive patch very soon i don't know how long but let's just say like this i've already played through the story mode once on there i will not play it again until that patch comes in uh it is worth playing on the go but when you go through all these loading issues and I, the fact that the fact that they have loading times in certain aspects of the story campaign it kind of threw me off i was not a fan of that at all um it is an issue yet it is an issue that will be resolved credit to netherrealm as they were prepared for this this tells me that they knew what the hell that this was coming and they want fans to make sure that they help out as part of damage control of this their way of troubleshooting 
this situation is providing a bug report page on their official website where gamers can submit a claim of issues in the game. I actually tried to do this myself, but <coughs> the game, it, it, it was a lot of wait time for my, for my uh, submission, my, uh, my report to submit. I added uh, pictures and everything. It would not do it. You know why? Because there are hundreds of thousands of people that are submitting their own parts right now, basically crashing their website to a point before approval. So it was just no way. So I'm not worried because other people, like hundreds of other people who love this game series are helping out by submitting any bugs, glitches, and flaws. There are some I've read already on there that mention about the Switch and some other things. Um, this is great. I think this is a great thing for NetherRealm to do because this something that I think all game companies, I'm talking about you 2K games, and to that extent, AEW games and THQ Nordic, um, if they don't already have it. Like, you should be putting bug reports and having people, making it easy for people to find ways to report these bugs to make the game better. Um, I appreciate that they did this because it's just, it's me seeing that they care about their game. It, it sees that they care about their their target audience or consumer base there and they do want to make a better quality game because that's what it, that, that's what they've been doing for quite some time that's why they've been out for so long that's why another realm studios are a legend is a legendary studio so this is something that gamers should not take for granted as there aren't many developers that provide this type of feature you know and i see that obviously it's a lot i, I think there's a lot of respect for another realm studios which is why I'm very surprised is when I went on to their official page on X and on Facebook, there's only people praising this game and having a lot of fun with the game. I've read maybe one person that mentioned some of the glitches, but it wasn't in a entitled or irritable or mad way. I think people, because I think people are more supportive of NetherRealm, even if they have these little issues right now, even with the Switch is because they have been known to come out and come out with some stellar games and perfect on them and, and improved on them. And that's a, that take, that's a credit. That's a really big credit. Cause if this was anybody else, like if this was with, like with, with THQ Nordic and what uh, AEW games has been going through, even though they, their games have not been nearly this bad <laughs> to, in, in terms of visual presentation in a sense, um, but they have improved on it. They got a patch out and they have improved on it and they still need to improve on it. And we're expecting more patches to come. Um, I, I, I've never seen this type of positive feedback despite the little bit of flaws that they have in this game. There's people are supporting this game regardless. Um, I just find that interesting. That's how much respect NetherRealm games have had. Uh, I was just very surprised that I haven't ever heard people outcry about anything to the switch version of course i think more people are also buying if they, if they're buying it at anything it's probably from the next gen consoles but i know people like myself who have it on the next gen console and on the nintendo switch so getting it on the nintendo switch for most people is probably just like you know you want to play mortal kombat on the go even though you primarily will play the you know ps5 version of the xbox series x and s version of that as well so just 
you know, an extra additive. But honestly, I'm not worried about this. It's surprising, but not that discerning or concerning in my opinion, because they will fix this. They will fix it. It will be better. Again, I've played Mortal Kombat 11 recently on a Switch and it plays much better than it did before. And there were some visual hiccups with certain aspects. The cutscenes on it, uh, Switch OLED version looks stunning as ever. Uh, and I am not bothered that the fighting doesn't match up to the cutscenes in here as it does on the next gen consoles. We knew this, we, we knew this um, was meant for, and basically like, if you expected this to even look anywhere near as good as the one on the PS5 or the Xbox, you're a fool this day. I will say this. So the game visuals and frame rate is great for on the go. I will, you know, if you're, if you're not superficial, if you're not one of a superficial gamer and compensating graphic power in a game for something that you're lacking in life, then you'll be fine with this game. Um, there are some, there are also some loading issues. Like I mentioned, like, I don't like the idea that this, cause the Mortal Kombat 11 injustice in Mortal Kombat nine on handheld consoles have been ever been as fast paced and consistent as the game as the other as the um their more powerful processing predecessors if you will but this one for the first time i was surprised to see loading screens during the transition between the cutscenes and the fighting in here and i know a lot of that has to do with the cameo uh fighter fighting features because if it was just one-on-one -on -one, they do they're like there are inconsistencies within the story mode in here and i think part of it kind of takes you away from getting involved in it when you see because you're not used to seeing these loading screens and i hope that when the patch versions come that one it will be a lot faster loading or there will be no loading to the point that they can just switch out and i think the cameo fighter feature is the reason why I, that they're doing this um yeah again like when you play through the, the story mode it's gonna it's going to be a big overhaul. It, it, it's going to be, man. As uh, There's a lot of improvement that the Switch version is going to need in here. So the loading issue, I, I, I hope they fix majorly, like sh shorter loading times for that. But I, I think a patch, I think a few patches or two is going to make that better. Sound and music. You know, as always, Mortal Kombat provides the uh, movie level music score, musical score. We have come accustomed to, thanks to WB's involvement of this, I'm pretty sure. The music in the game, enduring story mode, makes you feel like you're watching a summer blockbuster in here and makes the experience much better. The gameplay, much like, much like my surprise, the visuals in here, in some aspects of the game, better. But the control scheme, little more, I, I liked as well, you know, compared to Mortal Kombat 11, the controls feel even more fluid than before, allowing me to pull off moves even easier than before. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. I think the frame rate is so fast that it, it you know, some of the aspects of the characters and the frame rates and the animations can't catch up with it. And that's why we're seeing some of the glitches and bugs that we're seeing right now, because the it is little bit real it is really really fast paced in here like the frame rate 
is trying to catch up with itself in here, but it doesn't. Um, I will say also in the in this story campaign, near the end, there is the frame rate does slow down. So there is a lot of work that I think that they're currently working on right now. And it, I think the misconception with fans and, and, and gamers when stuff like this happened is that another like game companies just sit on their ass and they're not working. So they're bugging, they're commenting and trying to bug people to fix this now, fix this now, fix this now. It's like, what do you think they're doing? What, what is in your head right now? What do you actually think that they're absolutely doing as you're typing this? Like, are you, do you think they're just on vacation sitting their ass, not trying to make a better game that they're not trying to patch this up right now. They're not fixing this. Like, what do you, it just goes to show that people do not have a clue of what goes on in a game development studio. Like, it's like, they're just moving on to the next game. No, <laughs> they, they knew from the jump that when they came out with this game, that there was going to be issues with this game, but they're going to follow it up with a patch that they're working on immediately as the game launched. It's not like, okay, this game's done. We're moving on to the next game. It doesn't work that way. That's not how it works. They knew that there was going to be issues coming out and people were going to see these issues. It's very transparent. And they're going to perfect and, and work on these issues. So I think with that aspect, I think a lot of people, like I said, I didn't see much backlash on the issues that the Switch version had. I, I think there's a little bit more support for NetherRealm Studios because of their history of great games that they've come out with. So I think they're giving, I think people have some understanding and giving them a chance. There are some people out there that you go, depending on which game you're, you're, you're messing with, they're gonna try to bully and, tro and troll and, 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 you know, antagonize these developers as much as possible, but smart enough. These people know. That's why they're that's why I said there's a they on their website they have report of bugs because they know you know. They know that you're gonna do it and they're gonna know that, that you're that you know they're gonna try to help they want you to help them as much as possible. Okay. So there you go. Okay, let's talk about this cameo fighter system. Um the adding the camp the new cameo fighting system makes the fighting even more fast paced and enjoyable or and it, with intense combat. They can, you know, basically you hit the R button and one one of your cameo characters come out and do a move to try to help, you know, take, you know, gain the momentum of the game. And it does help. Uh, you can, I th believe you can go hit R and an attack will happen. You can hit R and down. Another attack can happen. You can hit R forward and another attack can happen from your cameo fighter. You can also grab now in your cameo fighter will come out you could do a single grab from your character for your main character or you could do a cameo grab and your character your cameo character will come out and you know do a maneuver on you as well that way so there's also cameo fatalities if i'm correct as well i've seen striker do one i've also seen uh shujinko who is a i, I thought it was had nothing i won't i won't say anything I won't say anything of that, but Sujinko is in the game. Um, and apparently his, I don't know if this was, a, Ed Boone posted this on just uh, just this morning on, um, what was it? He posted it on uh, X. And one of the moves that Sujinko does is the five hit heart exploding technique that you see on Kill Bill. He 
and exactly that he 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 put up a clip of Shujinko doing this move and also um what's her name bride the bride on kill bill beatrice on kill bill doing the same thing to bill in exactly the same way the same frame rate the same speed the same animation and it was a it's it, it's a homage to kill bill and i thought that was awesome so yes they can do fatalities and stuff like that on here too as well so, again i said it before this game is very ambitious so to try to have all of what they did on the switch and do it on a nintendo um on the on the nintendo switch you know on the playstation 5 and have to do it on a nintendo switch very ambitious almost in the same fashion as what wwe 2k 18 was but i will say that this was a little bit more successful still than what 2k games was able to do and i think with a patch or two they this game will even be better um there's a kind of similar things that happen but with with 2k 18 did was insane because they never really fixed those patches they never really fit, patched the game up. They never even tried. They left it as is, and the game still will crash on you from time to time. So I will say this. I played from start to finish about like seven, eight hours on the um, on the story campaign. No crashing at all. So credit to them on that. Again, the game is stable. It just has, it, it just has some bit of imperfections that they need to work on from there. Fun factor. If you're an avid fighting game fan like I am for years, it's hard. Oh, by the way, I should add before I even get to the fun factor aspect. The cameo fighting feature, I've said that it's not this is when I talk about originality. And why it's not that original with this feature is because this is not a feature. This is a feature that you've seen before. If you're a fighting game fan. Then you've seen this feature before. This is a feature mode first seen in King of the Fighters 2000, which was known as the striker system. And in the striker system, it did the exact same thing where you had, you know, cameo fighters in here that would just appear out of nowhere. You would pick a particular character to be, you, you know, it was a in King of Fighters uh, 2000. The striker system worked because you had a four man team instead of a three man team. And the fourth member of the team will be a striker character and which will allow you to allow them to come out at certain aspects if your meter if your gauge meter is up your striker meter comes up you can use the striker meter to allow your your character to come out and interfere with a particular move or whatever to help gain the momentum or take you know strategize in a certain way mortal kombat did the same thing but put their own spin on it in a way so this in terms of when i say originality i couldn't give a higher score because this is not the first time I've seen this. This is something that SNK has already done a long time ago. And also, when you think about it, if I'm correct, Marvel, you know, was it Street Fighter versus Mar uh, Street Fighter versus um, X-Men? Might have done the same thing as like all the PlayStation games. All the PlayStation one versions of the versus games that Capcom would come out with because they they're you know, PlayStation one couldn't have the arcade, the processing power of an arcade game at the time, but they were able to emulate some of the things that you could do, like the, the frame rate of a pixel game for, based on a Capcom game, the uh, versus series like Marvel versus Capcom, um, Street Fighter versus X-Men or X-Men versus Street Fighter and Marvel versus Capcom or, or um, 
what is it uh marvel versus street fighter to that extent the playstation one versions did not have the ability to do the tag features the fast paced tag features or the frame rate the pixel frame rate to do that as well so to compensate for that they used a similar striker uh you know feature as well so in hindsight maybe capcom is the first one to do that as well i gotta look back at the timelines of who came out with first what what year did street fighter uh i mean king of fighters 2000 come out in accordance to the playstation versions of x-men versus street fighter and marvel versus street fighter uh or street fighter versus marvel for that matter you know because they've done it too until like playstation 2 came out and then i believe they were able to do it there do the tag features there and then street fighter um playstation 3 and 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 dreamcast dreamcast came up with the definitive versions of those games at the time so yeah this is not the first time we've seen this type of feature um this is they didn't re they didn't invent the wheel with this but it it, it plays very well to that and i think it just may have been a little bit too much for the nintendo switch and we'll see because you know a year from now even a few months from now we'll see through a few patches how this will play will it play better or not from there so okay going back to the fun factor aspect you know which i highly had a lot of fun regardless of the flaws in this game i still had a lot of fun playing it um if you are an avid fighting game fan like i am for years it's hard to not enjoy mortal Kombat in any installment and this installment was no different um they really know how to bring in the best in this game even with its flaws it is safe to say that this in terms of storytelling supersedes uh street fighter 6's choppy story mode um which I, I if you guys remember i talked about this before it's like it's there's a lot of gaps in that story in the story mode regardless of the play aspect of the story mode the actual story itself I thought was fantastic and it's a lot of fun to get into and like i will play it again uh on the play on the switch once they patch it up but i'm going to enjoy it playing it again on a playstation 5 guaranteed and oh god man i trust me when i tell you i did not spoil the story for you because i will all right here's one thing i will say about the story here going back to that they did do something awesome in the game they made one of the mortal kombat animated movies canon i won't say which one but they legitimized one of the animated mortal kombat movies um and and they, they made a mention of it in this story mode which really is awesome because i i, I really helped me like the, this movie even more so I would just leave it at that. But one of the animated Mortal Kombat movies is canon to everything that has been going on right now with this. And it was a great surprise to that to discover that as well. So um, the story campaign also lets you have a little bit of fun with some test your might mini games in here, too, which it, I wasn't prepared for at first. But um, once you do, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, when you're playing through the story mode campaign, get ready because they're going to come out of nowhere. <laughs> and you got to be ready for it and it's it's awesome it's just a great little small addition to the story gameplay aspect of it um something that we haven't seen since mortal kombat x with the qte uh 
mode in there and injustice games that also had little mini games as well so bringing that back i thought was a lot of fun too replay value as always another realm provides much to enjoy uh with any mortal kombat game at, at you know always with a deep story campaign followed by other modes like customize that lets you change your character's gear color scheme taunts finishers two br brutalities mind you and four fatality deals i think two of them a couple of them may be your um your cameos or whatever like that but um all of these you earn playing through the story campaign tower and their new invasion uh invasions mode invasions mode is very interesting here if you played other modes that mortal kombat has done over the years you know they're like it's their own spin version of other things that we've seen in other classic in legendary games invasions mode here is a mode that has Liu kang defend any threats from to the timeline and other timelines as well um your character has to uh help stop these threats by venturing through stages in a board game fashion in the board game environments as well each of with have have its own obstacle whether you fight in a normal matchup or there's some mini games that you're going to be venturing into as well Think of this as Mortal Mario Party Combat, pretty much. And it, 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 I love this because it just reminds, this is as close to chess combat as we're gonna get at this point. So I guess they didn't want to, you know, bring back, they just wanna keep doing something different. And I don't mind it, but I did love chess combat. I think this kind of answers for those who like myself, like chess combat. And, and as well so you walk around in a board like game type of thing and you pick wherever you want to go each time you win an obstacle you will actually gain more money i guess to buy more items for your customized customization pieces and other stuff and you will also get other things to you know customize your particular character to make them the way that you want to as well so um we've seen that before on injustice and more on justice 2 and mortal kombat uh 11 as well so that's back i don't think it's as deep as it was for those two other games but it's definitely still there you know not a problem successfully winning um a match a task will reward you with dozens of unlockables and customizable things as well good thing is there's no is no you don't need to have uh to buy you know uh real money to buy currency you could just earn it through this whole thing but i'm pretty sure they're gonna add that probably soon because i think the premium version automatically gives you some uh blood points or whatever blood crystals or whatever like that which is th their currency their in-game currency style of things on top of this we also you also will be provided with upcoming guest characters like the much anticipated omni-man homelander peacemaker uh, and more provided all of that as well. So the additional tower mode returns, lets you fight up to stages, um, you know, normal stages, short, long, and you know, more, you know, different variety of different uh, difficulty levels, uh, endless and survival mode as well as back on air too. So those are usually it always come back and you play the original story mode. You get to discover each character's fate. So you unlock their endings as well. That's also back too. So. The replay value in here just remains ever so deep in, in this type of thing um so you know there's that the replay value for me is always high with mortal kombat let's talk about the cast real quick and then we'll go on to the uh the full review of this whole thing so the cast thought was this stuff you never go wrong with the cast um 
Steve Bloom, who once played uh, Bihan, or no, he played the original. Um, he played the the second Sub Zero uh, Zero character. He no longer plays that. Another actor plays that. Steve Bloom now plays Baraka, which, if you've heard Steve Bloom before, love that guy. He was awesome when I got a chance to do a panel with him. Uh, your moderated panel with him on air. He was he's just fantastic. And a great teacher too. I know I knew somebody who uh, does his Bloom Box, uh, you know, uh, teachings, online teachings as well. He how his range of voices is very surprising because you know he plays Wolverine in virtually everything. It involves a animated version of Wolverine. He plays um, Zeb on Star Wars Rebels. He plays Orochimaru on Naruto. So you know his range comes from very rusty and deep and you know manly masculine type of voice to he can tone it down to a very feminine style voice. And he could also turn it into everything. He's really is like I, people. They, I think people underestimate the range of Steve's uh, Steve Bloom and how he portrays. And of course, he played Spike from you know um, Cowboy Bebop. So that's another range right there that he changes from. So he plays Baraka, and he doesn't sound the same. And I always love, especially when I interview actors like him, actors who have multiple ranges of their voice. I talk about Fred Tatasciores to the Cal A Bear, if you will. You know, those guys like out there to, you know, many more. Um, just can just change up their voices unbelievably to a different type of vibe and style and whatever like that. Like you know it's not the same person when you're listening to it. And I think it's awesome. Um who else do we have here? We have um looking at IMDB's stupid casting uh, setup. Jennifer Hell comes back as what we believe is Chronica in here. And it's very interesting. I'm just leaving it at that. Um, we also have Mary Janot as Sindel does really good voice of her. I like this version of Sindel, by the way, you'll find out why in this one too. Um, Matthew Yang King returns as Liu Kang. He's this time a fire God. I really enjoy his portrayal in here. He really feels like the Liu Kang that we all know and love, but just in a higher level. And it's, it's time around Bill Lamar plays Garrus. I, you know, I talked about the top 10, you know, characters. I got to give honorable mention to, to Garrus. He is just like their version of Juggernaut. I love this character and I really love him this time around because he is the defender. He's the uh, protector of the hourglass. Technically, Luke Kang in this story is a elder god. He's not a titan. He didn't want to handle the responsibility of of a Titan because of what it done to Kronika. So he left that responsibility to Garrus technically, which is interesting here. Liu Kang technically still is in control of everything, but he left the duties to Garrus. He actually Garrus in a lot of ways still responds to Liu Kang and, you know, answers to Liu Kang in a lot of ways. So Liu Kang is in a lot of ways still, but he just put that duty onto somebody else. Cause he didn't want to go as crazy. It was, it was admirable, but at, in case of emergency break glass here, <laughs> you know, if Luke Kang has to handle or make decisions, he, Garrus will confide to Luke Kang for anything. So, um, Kelly, who is playing Lee May and Lee May is a more prominent character. A lot of characters that are played in this, at this time around are characters based on deadly Alliance deception. And in a lot of ways, Armageddon, which 
if you follow the actual timeline of what Raiden has done in Mortal Kombat 9, Mortal Kombat 9 was the first, based on the first three Mortal Kombats, Mortal Kombat 11, or I'm sorry, Mortal Kombat 10 was based on uh, Mortal Kombat 4, more or less, because it, it involved Shinnok. Mortal Kombat 11 was kind of in the mix of Deadly Alliance to some extent, going into Deception and all this stuff. Mortal Kombat 1 kind of plays a little bit with Deception and Armageddon in a lot of ways. And uh, it, they, it's really well done how they put it together. So um, Alan Lee plays Shang Tsung in here. And I will give him MVP credit here because um, his portrayal of the of of um Liu Kang I mean I'm sorry his portrayal of Shang Tsung is mostly based on the portrayal based around Kari Hiroyuki Tawagawa um Tagawa, uh, Tagawa who played Shang Tsung in the last in the Mortal Kombat 11 and he I thought did an awesome portrayal of that version of um Shang Tsung it's it, it's uncanny like that version of of uh shang soon man it is it, it is really i thought it was uh fantastic i'm trying to type combat here damn it having a hard time typing <laughs> this thing but i thought he did a really awesome portrayal of that version of shang soon almost to the point that i thought it was tagawa that was performing this and no it was alan lee i mean the mannerisms, the the vocal mannerisms, if you will, it, it plays so much like him. Almost to like, why didn't he just get him? If they were trying to get this dude to play him, I don't know why. I I, I don't understand why. But nonetheless, it was it kind of reminded me of how Troy Baker is able to channel in the Kevin Conroy voice of Bruce Wayne in Batman. I mean, if anybody to play Batman like Kevin Conroy, Troy Baker almost uncanny like you could tell the difference of the voices but he comes very close to that and i think alan lee does the same way with tugawa uh, uh you know his role as well so um everybody did a tremendous tremendous job uh vic chow played kenshi as well here you know what's also great about this too is that a lot of times especially when it comes to wb and we talk about appropriation in 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 you know video, uh, video game voices yes i do believe that there should be in a lot of cases especially when it comes to characters that are of ethnicity but you talking about philomar and you talking about some of these other characters some characters are you know that are played of characters of color are played by other characters and i think sometimes it is okay that you could do that but not oft not too much to the point that other people aren't getting opportunities to play it. But Phil Amar, we talk about other, you know, white characters that play characters of color often. Phil Amar in his career has played a lot of white characters, a lot of other characters that is not of his own. He's guys. Remember in injustice, he's Aquaman. <laughs> okay. He's played white characters before. And he's played black characters before. Sometimes it's just all about the voice. But there is a something to say where, yes, we do. We absolutely do 
need inclusion. We do need procreation in here every once in a while. But I think there's a needs to be a balance. There's sometimes when it just it's all about having the right voice for the right character. And then it's other times where it's just like, you know, all right, let's not over go overboard with it. But in, in a lot of cases, I think WB Games does pretty good making sure you have some of the right people doing the right things in here. So I, I just wanted to point that out too um, with that. Andrew Boeing plays Johnny Cage and I thought he did a great job. I think he's Johnny Cage on um, the other Mortal Kombat's as well. Yeah, he was Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 11 and I believe Mortal Kombat 10 as well. But um, he played pretty much the same character in a sense, but slightly different and in a slightly under a different, you know, situation. I was very interesting. The fact that one, he was not married to Sonya in this timeline. And also, I can't say anymore. I can't say anymore in here as well. Sonya's in the game, people. Sonya's in the game, but I'll just leave it at that. Um, my other thing too is Megan Fox, um, who played Nataro. We they had that announcement before. Um, people, if you're not a Megan Fox fan in the terms of acting, she's not on here as often as you would think, but when what she is on she does pretty well i thought she did pretty well in here um they didn't give her like a, an entire whole dialogue to go in she's in there bits and pieces before she they they accentuated the positives hide the negatives i guess of her in here but she's in here and her character she plays very well um you know it's it's you know i it, look if i'm ed boone and i have the opportunity to get megan fox in a booth in any you know aspect I'm sorry, people, you would do it too. I don't care if you're a man or woman, you probably would do it too if you had a chance. It's Megan Fox. <laughs> let's just put it at that. Let's just leave it at that. You know, just to be in, a, in, in, in the same area with Megan Fox just for a few hours to do voice sessions, you're not going to say what you will about Megan Fox. You're not going to, you're not going to miss that opportunity. Okay. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. But to her credit, you know she did really well with the nataro character in here so don't threat she's not taking over the game she's not you know she's a guest character they've had guest characters before ronda rousey played sonya blade last uh game and i thought ronda rousey did pretty well in here actually i thought she did really well in here they gave her a lot in that game so i thought it was pretty cool nonetheless um but she she was she was in here but not as much as you would you know expect so not to worry but you know we talk about the cameo characters and the cameo characters are there's a lot of cameo characters in here you can play your you can use prime characters as cameo characters or you could pick other characters as well and not every character are playable characters that are cameo characters so trust me when i tell you this after playing the story mode and if you played mortal kombat 11 I think we should expect an expansion story to come very soon. Um, so I would not worry about if you didn't get a chance to play as a particular character in a game like a striker, because everybody wants to play striker for some reason. Um, I don't I, I, I will not worry because I believe that there is an expansion story that is set to come. This is not the end, especially if you played this game. So I'll just leave it at that. Overall, let's go with the grading overall. All right, 
overall mortal kombat here we go mortal kombat one surprisingly this is i did the, i did the grading for this i was like i can't believe it's still this even after the fact but it's undeniable the, the the numbers don't lie i i have to even you know i just have to in this case originality i gave this an 80 percent because again um the game is the game isn't as original as you would think but it does provide a lot of fun you know they didn't reinvent their will but they reinforced it and that's all we asked for but in terms of originality it just wasn't as original as i thought and trying to make the game what it was it was pretty good but you know it can at least for the switch version there definitely can be improvements here um visual presentation this was the biggest unfortunate disappointment i had to do um it gets a 75 percent because the visual presentation it starts off good but you start to see its flaws going through the game and the bugs and glitches for it you know takes away now granted i will say because i believe in their efforts to make this a better game experience that we will eventually see this game look better and play better and be a little bit more stable than it already is now which is pretty stable to be honest um but disappointingly to see a lot of the stretching of the of the uh skins and some you know objects like um you know general shows uh acts you know moving but not it, it, it you got to see it but it's just a hair hair particles and hair uh strands uh missing from the ass like there's a lot of work that this thing is the switch version is going to need uh for it to get better and um i'm hoping that they definitely will improve on it majorly over time because it definitely needs to and switch owners want to support this game immediately so and um, at, at this time as which is why i said round one of this stage of the game it's going to get a 75 when the patch updates come in we'll see what it gets from there but i let me tell you the patch updates for the switch it's probably going to be at least a gig or two big that's how much you know in terms of visuals that they're going to have to improve on it has to be like a gig or two big it can't be any bigger than that like it just has to be so that unfortunately gets a 75 but it still doesn't take away from things like sound of music which i thought was great in here the audio i thought was great although the audio did have some issues too along the way but it was uh still great so i gave that 100 gameplay was really good um on here so i gave that 100 as well fun factor regardless of all that it's still a lot of fun to play um even though i had a few hiccups in here so um that actually gets a bit of a 90 because the loading time i gave that at 90 because the loading time and the inconsistencies of the game takes away from it but not so much that i didn't still enjoy the game replay value regardless i still gave that 100 because there's a lot to really enjoy about this game um and i'm pretty sure when i played on the ps5 it's good all of what i'm experiencing on the ps on the nintendo switch i get high chance that i won't be experiencing that on the ps5 high chance of that um actor performances i thought was all this is wbd got the best of the best in here even megan uh, megan fox was all was pretty damn good in here so gave that 100 as well story i gave it 85 um it was 
great. It was, it got crazy by the end. Really great, but I still think I liked Mortal Kombat 11 better in terms of that. The follow-up to this, I thought was really good, but again, we're gonna see more coming from what's gonna happen here for that. But it just, it, it the, the story was, I think it was solid, it was great, but I think I really liked Mortal Kombat's 11 was more epic in a sense. I think with this one, it was just like, they just went crazy with this one. Not to say it wasn't great, but it was just like, and I think part of it was my experience with the Nintendo Switch version too. So I'm, I'm, again, I'm gonna play it again on the Nintendo, uh, I was about to say Nintendo 5. I'm gonna play it again on the PlayStation 5 and see what happens, but 85% for me in terms of the story campaign um, as well. And I think just because of the structure of the story, cam uh, story campaign, the story campaign on the Switch, I mean, on the PlayStation 5, for me, may be better. So if I would just review the PlayStation 5 version, the story campaign may be a better experience. Therefore, it may get a higher grade. So with all that said, the basic total for this gets a 365 point average which is in percentage wise is a 91.3 which gives it a grade of an a minus so the it yeah gets a minus mostly because although the game is fun it has a quite a bit of hiccups that needs to be done to give nintendo switch fans the experience that it had but still impressive enough to say like i enjoyed this game i enjoyed it on a go once they fix this thing and, and make it better, this is going to be even more enjoyable than it was before, especially on a go. So I'm hoping by the time New York Comic-Con comes, I can have a better experience with the game. But then again, Batman trilogy is coming out and hopefully that game will live up to its expectations because there's a lot of expectations to be had with that game. So folks, there you have it. And that will do it for us. This has been an interesting <laughs> episode of uh, Select Start. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you will give Mortal Kombat a chance, but I would say, wait, give it time. Let them give a patch to it. But the game right now, I enjoy, but I have it on the PS5. I'll wait till next Tuesday and play it again. Give my thoughts on that when we do next week as well. So stay tuned for that and much, much more. But for now, if you enjoyed this game, in every game that's a game let me just start it over again folks that will do it for this edition of talk of select start and if you enjoyed this episode in every episode of select start please go to our official website on talktimelive.com where you can check out all of our audio episodes our video exclusive interviews with some of the best and all your favorite fandoms you can check out our blog page which has some new entries of you know, accessories for the Nintendo Switch, some new fandom items that you may want to check out. Every blog page that I have that I'm reviewing or unboxing something, it has the link to where you could get it and find it. So never threat. You can always go in there and check that out if you want to buy it yourself. So check out the blog pages. And we also do reviews as well um, of events that I've attended, like New York Comic Con. I'll do it again this uh, year as well. Fan of fan expo or other places that I may want to visit, you know, even places that I eat that are fan based. So check that out for sure. And, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, never miss a beat there. And you can also check my media page. Cause I've also done panels, um, 
for Reed Pop as well with the cast of Bleach, the cast of My Hero Academia, the OG cast of uh, Pokemon. Uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, you know, there as well. And uh, just enjoy all those, all that content. It's just, it's there for you to just enjoy. If you're a fan of all of this, I created this just for you to enjoy. So if you are a fan of listening to podcasts on the audio aspect, we are everywhere where podcasts are played. That is including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, you name it, everywhere. We are there. Tumblr, we're there to keep us, uh, you know, up and running on all platforms. We are some new platforms as well. Uh, so much so, I just, there's too many to name. But we are everywhere where podcasts are played, folks. You can check us out wherever and keep supporting us there. So thanks. This Sunday, as I mentioned, I'm going to give my thoughts on the anime called Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Die, because the video game is coming up in about a couple weeks at near the end of September. So I've been eager to want to play this and actually watch the anime for some time, but it has been English up until recent, thanks to Hulu, who has exclusive rights for the anime, uh, the anime in English dub it's being done by a Canadian studio as well. So, um, with a whole bunch of ca cast and crew, I've never even heard of, but I'm enjoying it so far, but we'll talk about why you need to want to check it out as well as possibly check out the game. When that comes out, square Enix is coming out with this game based on the dragon quest series. And, um, you know, this is based on a manga and, um, you know, a video game series. You might've seen this character die in on Shonen jump. You might've seen him, also on uh other video games as well like that aforementioned video game jump force that sad piece of a crap game that Shon uh spike Shonoff made so you know we'll talk about that and why you may want to jump on this series as well as well as the game when it comes out and uh september 28th or 29th i believe so stay tuned for all that and much much more next week we'll be continuing the conversation of uh mortal kombat uh, one for the PS5, but also something else as well. Whatever news comes up in the world of gaming, we'll talk about that there as well. So stay tuned for all that and much more. That will do it for me, folks. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here. Take care, and I will talk to you guys on Sunday. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.